Then he made the lesser, but he made the little too. He had great plans for the sun, a ball of inferno, a ball of created fire to warm the creation that he made called the earth. He had a great plan for the moon. Now it had no power in itself. The moon is as pitch dark as dark can be unless the sun, the greater light shines on it. (laughs) So he made a greater light and a lesser light and the Bible says... And he made the stars also. Those little old insignificant twinkling entities and created planets in the universe. He had a great job for the sun. It's still working. You'd You'd have thought it'd been burnt out by now. And he had a great purpose for the moon. You would think surely he'd be done with it by now. Surely it would have malfunctioned somehow. But oh no. The sheer longevity of it all makes me believe that it's God because everything man makes fizzles. (laughs) But he made the stars also. That's what I want to preach on. The stars also. Holy Spirit, Would you give me power one more time? If you kill me for morning, that'd be all right. I don't really, I don't really care. I've been preaching to go anyway. I've been preaching to leave. I ain't preaching to stay. I've been preaching to go. And I pray tonight in Jesus' name that your Holy Spirit would magnify the Lord Jesus through what we've got to say. I pray, oh God, that you would move and bless and encourage and strengthen your children tonight with this simple, uh, simplistic thought that you run by me this week. I pray now, Lord, not that I'd turn out to be a great pulpiteer, but these people would turn out to be great Christians. And this church would turn out to be a great place because of preaching and listening and ministry. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You can have a seat. God created a greater light, that being the sun. He created a lesser light, that being the moon. The sun is, not was, but is empowered by a created fire of inferno, of heat that is still casting light and warmth as it was intended to do. It is the greater light. The moon is the lesser light. It depends solely on the reflection of the sun upon it to have any light at all. The sun reflects light off the moon and gives the lesser light its light. It has no light in itself, much like you and I. We have no light, no power, no grace, And no goodness in ourselves alone. 
But when the greater light, is anybody in church with me? When the greater light, the Lord Jesus, cast his reflection on no light, I'm glad, bless God, we become a lesser light, but a light nonetheless. I'm glad tonight for the reflecting power of the Redeemer that reflects upon my lightless life and causes my life to light up. Is anybody here tonight glad that the reflection from the Lord Jesus has caused your lesser light to shine through the power of the greater light? (laughs) I was thinking about on the way to worship tonight, there's only one real problem that happens, and that's an eclipse. That's when the earth, the flesh, the dirt, the earth, the world itself comes between the greater light and the lesser light and causes no light to shine. When a lunar eclipse takes place, that's when the earth lines up completely and absolutely between the greater light, the sun, and between the lesser light, the moon. And you have now an intervention, an interference, if you please, and the light is cut off. Do you know there are things that tries its best to get between us And the greater light that reflects in our life. If Satan can get you to drinking, if Satan can get you to drugging, if Satan can get you to missing, if he can get you haphazard and halfway, all of a sudden you'll find yourself with something between you and that greater light. And when something comes between you and God, there are major issues to fight. Keep that greater power reflecting on the lesser power and we'll always have light to see by. Somebody give God praise right there. <laughs> I go to Genesis chapter number 12 for an introductory comment and move right along. Abraham comes to God, God comes to Abraham. Abraham's got some complaining to do and Abraham's on his way down to Egypt to try to find food instead of trusting God. And God says something to Abraham in those chapters, those early ones, and in Genesis 12. He says, hey, Abraham, I want you to look up. Tell me what you see. He said, I see stars. He said, how many do you see? He must have said, well, Lord, too many to count. He said, that's exactly how many children I'm going to make you a father of. Far too many stars to count, and you're going to be akin to far more children than you can count. I go over to the book of Esther and find out that Esther's name means 
shining star. God didn't just make the greater light. God didn't just make the lesser light. But God made the little light. The light called the stars. And Esther's name means shining star. If you go to Daniel chapter 3 and find in your concordance, you'll find out that this verse is the sole winning star. If you have that verse, put it up on the screen for them to read if you can. It's the sole winner's star. And if you go over into the New Testament, you'll find out real quickly that Jesus is called the bright and morning star. I'm glad to know tonight He didn't just create the star or the greater light, the lesser light, but also the little lights. And tonight, by way of application, if you'll help me for just a moment, I want you to see it by application at least, if not interpretation. By application, I want you to see the Son as the Lord Jesus. I want you to see the greater light as our God and Savior. I want you to see the greater light as our Messiah. I want you to see that greater light as our Savior. I want you to see that greater light tonight as Jehovah, our God and King. I'm glad to know there's somebody bigger than us running this show. I'm glad somebody bigger than my problems has got his hand on the throttle. I'm glad somebody who's got more wisdom than we do is at the helm of this ship. (laughs) Hallelujah. I'm glad to know tonight, blessed be God, that that greater light is still the true light. The light that lighteth the entire world. And the light that lighteth the heart of man. I want you to see that lesser light, the moon. I want you to see that as the church. God reflecting His power, His eternal glory, and His fire and His reflection on the moon. The church, the children of God, or the body of Christ on the planet. I'm glad to know tonight God's face shines in our direction. I'm glad to know tonight the reflection is not from religion. The reflection is not from the ordinances. The reflection is not from church organization. But the reflection is from God Almighty to the lesser light, the body of Jesus on planet earth. Aren't you glad we have a reflection in the face of God? And then, the stars. That's us. Just for application's sake, I want to give you for just a moment, if I might, three characteristics of these stars. And let's see where we stack up in the character or the characteristic of these stars. Let me me just give them to you quickly. Number one, they work better in the dark. 
The brighter, or, or let, me, let me back up. The darker the night, the brighter the light. The darker the night. I'm going to say it to you like it. The darker the night, the brighter the light. I've seen stars out in the daytime, but you have to hunt them. You've got to look at them through a telescope to tell that they're visible. I've seen them in the morning before the sun comes up good. I've seen them late in the afternoon before the sun goes down good. But I'll tell you, where you'll see them the best, in the dark. (laughs) Amen. In the dark. At funerals, they shine the best. At hospitals, they shine the brightest. In graveyards, that's when they shine Dark schools and dark schoolhouses, they house real life. Liberal businesses where you work and liberal places where you eke out a living with lost and unsaved people, that's a place where the stars work the best. Down at the nursing home with your Bible open, that's where the stars shine the brightest. At the doctor's office and a bad report comes, A real star will shine in the darkest of days even when chemo is hooked up uh, to the vein uh, intravenously. That's when the real star shines. I'm glad he made the sun. I'm glad he made the moon. But glory to God, I'm glad to get in on the stars tonight. Somebody help me go to church tonight. God, in all His glory, lets us shine better in the dark. Diane, you need a kidney. God is at work. God is supplying. Before you ever were born to have two of them, before you ever drew a breath, before you ever was coddled by your mom and daddy, before you ever had a name, before you was ever deposited in a bassinet, God was hooking you up as a young woman for a kidney transplant. I'll be honest with you, since she announced that, she's been a little bit brighter in the choir. Ever since she told me there was a flaw and a need, I've been watching her a little closer and been finding God turning up the illumination a little bit better. I, I look back there and see Lorraine with her new wig look. I, 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 I watch her as she's going for the second trip through a diagnosis of a cancerous cell and cells trying to take over in her body. Good God, I'm having myself a good time right here. And I ain't in the pulpit, I'm beside it. If I get over in it, I'll go crazy. I got to stand beside it because if I get in it, I'm going to bust a gut. I'm glad to know we're not in it because it's all right. We're not in it because it's okay. We're in it because God wants us to shine. He made the sun 
boom. And he did it on a word. He spoke it. All he said was, let there be. And it was. And let me ask you this. You think he can't pay your credit card bill? You think he can't put gas in your car? You think he can't get you a peanut butter and jelly sandwich? You think he can't pay your bills? Do you think he's some kind of an anemic God? He can just speak it and it happens. May I say to you tonight, that's the kind of God I want to run around with. Somebody give him glory. Glad he made the sun. Glad he made the moon. But twinkling in the body of Christ tonight in a dark corner, there's a child of God and he created the stars too. And you know why he made them? That they might translate glory, honor, and radiate light in the darkness of pitch black. Some of you are going to encounter trouble. We as a church, before God allows me to exit out of here or someone else to move in here and be your preacher, I promise you this, we are in for some days of shocking disappointment. The victory is the Lord's And God has given us great days together and we have rejoiced in the Pentecostal power of God. And I guarantee you the devil's going to do everything he can to try to translate the blessing of God into a curse. And there'll be some stringent times, but we will keep walking in the power of God, singing in the glory of God, shouting. You know why? Because we just shine better in the dark. Let me ask you a question. Are you going through the dark? Does the darkness come in on you like a flood? And God raises up a standard against it? Just because you have darkness in your life and just because you have issues and just because you have problems does not mean you're not saved. It just simply means God's trying to exercise His full right to the bulb He put in the socket. You wasn't, listen to me, you was not saved to go to heaven. God didn't save you from hell. We can rejoice about all that you want to. If he'd have saved you for heaven, what are you still doing here? If he'd have saved you from hell, which he did, but that was not his primary purpose. His primary purpose was he created you and then recreated you and saved you that you might become a conduit, an aqueduct of flowing power that this world could see that Jesus Christ still works in every given situation. Huh. 
And we want to blame, a lot of times, we want to blame the devil for it. I don't know how much the devil's got to do with all of it. It's not my job to go around and gauge the devil's success. It is my job to give God glory. And I tell you this, sometimes God will let it get lean at your house. Sometimes God will let it get lean in your class. Sometimes God will let your attitude get lean and God will let your mouth get mobile. And sometimes God will allow you to get just as crazy as a dingbat. Whatever a dingbat is, He'll let you get crazy as one. You know why? So He can move in, undergird you, and supernaturally take over in your life and show you you don't have any light in yourself. And then the greater light will radiate on you when you see that you are lightless. Lightless! Lightless! That's what you are. But then the reflection of Jesus will shine in and all of a sudden you feel like a dog for not having enough light. And then the light of God reflects off of your life. And you begin to shine. Lorraine, you're a light, a star. Your little feet won't even touch the ground, but you're a star. <laughs> Diane, you're shining. See, these are not obstacles. These are opportunities. You're not going back through ju cancer for judgment. You're not going back through a, 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 a diagnosis from hell. You're going through what you're going through to be a blessing with the people you go to church with. Let me ask you a question. Is that not a shining light? Steve don't want to be a model for anything. But Steve's a blessing. With, with his songs and with his songwriting. The song the choir sang tonight. Just in time. Just in time. He wrote that song uh, and God gave it to him in a time of darkness so that we could sing it in the light and give God glory and praise and hadn't it been a blessing on time, every time. Huh. Hallelujah. Let me ask you a question. Are you shining in the darkness? The darker your light or the darker your night is, the brighter your Christ will be as He reflects off in your... Let's, let's, let's shine in the dark. The second one, look at the second one. Not only they do their best work at night, they lead men to their destination. They lead men to their destination. Uh, the mariners way back before compasses and technology, the mariners that sail the seas... The reason they had difficulties and problems and, and all kinds of, of inadequacies come up in, the, in, in, in their charting and in their sailing was because the storms would come and come between them and the stars. The stars guided the sailors, guided the seamen, guided those that were out on life's sea. <laughs> and I'm glad to know not only do they do their best work at night, 
but they take men to their destination. I'm preaching tonight because of a star that guided me here. I was a cheap, no good, outcast of a sinner. I never have felt truthful in saying I was a sinner. To tell the whole truth, I'd have to tell you I was a bona fide, sure enough, I mean, out of his mind, sinner. And wasn't looking for no redemption, wasn't looking for no hope. And one night, one afternoon, a man walked up to me, a star, shining in the dark. I wasn't, sa- I wasn't really saved in a church. I agreed with God on our transaction in church. But I fell under conviction and God started saving me on Friday in a Buick shop. Y'all ever heard of anybody letting that happen to them? I mean, in a car dealership, no steeple, no baptistry, no, no communion cup, just grease and axle grease and all filth. A star walked up on a Friday, quoted three or four verses to me, and look at me tonight. You chart people's lives and their destination when you're a star. They look up in the blackest of pitch and yonder shining is the north star. Yonder shining is the big dipper. Yonder shining is an animal face. and Yonder shining is another great star. They're not all the same, but they are all important and they lead men to their destination how many of y'all had a star twinkle into your life and bring brilliance to the word and you've seen it because a star showed up and showed it to you he made the sun Al, he made the moon glory. Come on. And he made the stars also. They shine better at night. <laughs> Number two, they lead men to their destination. And number three, I'll give you this one and quit. When they're hidden, they're missed. Look at, look at Acts 27, 20. Boy, I like this verse. Holy Ghost showed it to me. When neither sun nor star, stars, let me read again. And when neither sun nor stars in many days appeared, the sun for days into weeks, I'm told, they was into almost a month of sailing without seeing the sun. Now that's depressing. But notice they were sailing, the, 
They, they weren't guided by the sun because they couldn't guide in the night. And he throws in there, he says, nor stars. Those little twinkling nobodies by the millions that are in the heavens. He said, in no small tempest laid on us. Man, we was in a fight for our lives. And the overcast and the storm was brewing and the stars and the sun was hidden. We ain't seen it in weeks. He said, all hope that we should be saved was taken away. Taken away why? Because the stars and the greater light was not seen. Jesus and his children are hidden. And all hope is taken away. God has some stars in this place. We bring hope to North Augusta. I still believe the government ought to send us every month, ought to send us a trophy and say thank you for being in existence because I promise you, churches who have Bible stars in them bring more joy to the community than every Elks Club, Masonic Lodge, and all the rest of them put together. Yeah, you can praise him. Last night, or, or Monday night, God gave me a thought on, on stormy weather and storms in life. I had no idea who'd come to the meeting. I was north of Atlanta, about 40 miles, 50 miles, in Dallas, Georgia, preaching for Curtis Turner. These youngins came up there last night and absolutely stole the show. They came up there and sang the best I've heard of. They had 65 of them. The entire travel bus packed out everybody but on, but I started to say on the commode, but that's not good to say in church. Every seat was taken but the toilet. And we had two vans following them. And we went in that little old country church and them kids got to worshiping God. It got loose. I mean looser than loose. Monday night I preached. I had no idea. You don't ever who you know who you're talking to. There was an old man there pushing an oxygen bottle around. I remember him coming up and shaking my hand, but he couldn't talk to me. He was out of breath just trying to get to me. And he waddled off back down the aisle with that bottle of oxygen on that little tripod with wheels on it. And he called me today. He's Curtis Turner's family, some kind of family of his. I think a cousin. He couldn't hardly talk. He said, Brother Larry. I said, yes, sir. Who is this? He told me his name. He said, I just wanted you to know that I was about gone when you come along. He said, I'm the one pushing that bottle on that tripod. He said, if I don't have that oxygen, I'll be dead before I got down half the middle aisle. He said, I sleep with it. I eat with it. I go to church with it. He said, I lived in sin. 
I can't hardly breathe no more. I'm about dead. He said, but I'm going to tell you this. With my last breath, when you came through here Monday night, you literally saved my life. He said, you made two statements I wrote down in my Bible. He said, I'd never heard them before. He said, I got me a hold on wanting to go on. He said, it's not hard to want to die when you're half dead. It's not hard to want to die when you're half dead. He said, the hard thing is wanting to live. He said, I just want you to know that you're a star in my life. Every problem I had, every difficulty I had, and that's where I start, where I got off the phone and put this little thought together. Man, I can't quit. I can't even slow down. Because somebody's half dead, and the half they got left needs a jolt some help. In 1871, P.P. Bliss, Philip Paul Bliss, a hymn writer, was listening to, I quit, was listening to uh, D.L. Moody preach. He's the songwriter that gave us It Is Well With My Soul. He gave us songs like, he wrote the music to It Is Well, but he wrote the lyrics and the words to, I'm so glad that Jesus loves me. Jesus loves me. Jesus loves me. I am so glad. You know the song. He wrote that one. Almost Persuaded. He wrote that one. Wonderful. Tell them over again to me. Wonderful words of life. He wrote that one. P.P. Bliss. Hallelujah. What a Savior. He penned that one. And the light of the world is Jesus. In 1871, he was listening to Moody preach. Moody told this story. Listen close. On Lake Erie, there is just west of Cleveland, down in the south part of Lake Erie, there's a harbor. It's called the Harbin of Lauren. It's a man-made channel, Steve, where ships, if they got out on Lake Erie and the weather, and the weather can break out on Lake Erie with no notice. You can be in the middle of it as calm as glass and in 20 minutes be in a torrential storm. 
just west of Cleveland, Ohio, the southern part of Lake Erie, there's a harbor, man-made. On both sides of this channel, it's just a place where ships can go in, throw their anchor, and the wind can't hit them. They're jetty rocks about 40 foot high. And at the end of the, the channel, there's a lighthouse. The lighthouse worked all the time. But there was one man who had one job. He was to light lanterns and hang them on what they called the lower light hanger in that channel on those rocks. Every night they had a man who watched that lighthouse and every night they had a man who lit them lamps. They were oil lamps with wicks and they had to be burning because the problem was those ships would come into what they thought the lighthouse was taking them into this channel and they'd hit those rocks and sink. One night the fellow who was the lamp lighter. He said, it's clear as it can be. Moody's telling this story in P.P. Bliss is in the meeting. It's clear as it can be. I won't light them tonight. I'll just let them go. Who's going to know? There was 20 or 30 of them and it took him about an hour and a half walking on them rocks and getting wet. So he left those lower lights out. All of a sudden a storm came up, 121 men on a boat, on a ship. They knew about the harbor of Lauren and they hustled the ship down there and the lamps weren't lit. They called to the, to, the, to the lighthouse and they done their little Morse code and he said, reckon we can make it. He said, you ain't got nothing but an opportunity to try. All I can tell you, if you stay out there, you're going to sink. If you come in here, you got a shot at it. And he said, watch the lighthouse. That lighthouse is Jesus to these sailors. But the lower lights are the stars. The lights were out. The ship went into where it thought the mouth of the channel was. The bow of the boat ran aground. They began to take on water. And all 121, 23 of them died. The whole ship drowned in the storm trying to get to their help. Drowned in the storm trying to get to their help. P.P. Bliss went out of that meeting and he wrote this song. <laughs> Listen to it. <clears throat> Brightly beams our Father's mercy from His lighthouse evermore. But to us He gives the keeping of the lights along the shore. 
Dark the night of sin has settled. Loud the angry billows roar. Eager eyes are watching, longing for the lights along the shore. That lighthouse stands alone, but the sailors can't just have the lighthouse for safety. The lower light's got to burn too. Trim your feeble lamp, my brother. (laughs) Trim your feeble lamp, my sister. Some poor sailor, tempest-tossed, trying now to make the harbor in the darkness. But he's lost. Let the lower lights be burning. Send a gleam across the waves. Some poor, fainting, struggling seaman you may rescue, you may save. Give God praise and glory. The lighthouse is in good shape. But how about the lower lights? Won't y'all find you a place around here and trim your wick? Clean your clean your lamp. Come on. Steve, come to the pulpit or Travis, come to the pulpit. Lead us in prayer. Father, thank you for what we've heard tonight. Thank you that it's ever so true. God, help us to shine in this world the light of the gospel. Lord, I want to thank you for every bus worker, every Sunday school teacher.